So I think when we talk about like virtues of masculinity versus what macho-ness is, macho-ness is not trying to live to your best potential. Macho-ness is trying to portray a character that you may not yet be. Whereas masculinity, the virtues of masculinity are very, very connected to mental fortitude. So many men today in our society don't have a father figure in their lives, right? Or their father was around maybe, you know, every Wednesday and every other weekend or some craziness like that which doesn't help us raise strong, powerful men. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Yo, welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast, where we help men become the most capable, best version of themselves. So they have dominion over themselves. So they're entirely self-sufficient in all the areas of life that count. So they are sovereign. I'm here with my man, Elon Strulovich. Elon, welcome, bro. Good to have What's you here. Going on? How you doing? I'm fantastic, man. Super fantastic. As you know, today a bunch of my knives came in, so I'm pretty excited. I actually brought one here just for demonstration purposes. This is my new Helion from Zombie Tools. It's just what a beautiful beast, eh? This is so beautiful. <laughs> so if there is ever an apocalypse, brother... I'm all set. <laughs> so, brother, today um, I thought we could go into a topic that I think is very important. You know, one that a lot of people don't understand the distinction between these two concepts. And I think it's very important that we help uh, clarify what the distinction between macho and masculine is. So, Elon, um, let's start with you, man. What are some of your thoughts? In your mind, what's the distinction between macho and masculine? Well, you know, it was interesting when you brought this up to me. I didn't know how to react to it initially because when I hear like the guy's macho, I don't necessarily have as positive a response to it as when I hear they're masculine. Agreed. That makes sense? Totally. That's why they're different, right? <laughs> yeah. And I see macho, someone trying to be macho is putting on a front. I don't necessarily see it as that they're, they have the same kind of uh, inner confidence that you would have if you're just a masculine guy who's comfortable with yourself. You're not going out there trying to prove it to everyone. Uh, there's a, there's a, just a different quality to it. Uh, so when I think about what it means to be macho versus masculine, I would say that one is really the core of being masculine is based in your own confidence. And the core of being macho is trying to project it, trying to show it. Yeah. A lot of modern, a lot of modern feminists, in my view, deride macho men and equate macho behavior with masculine behavior. And I'm telling you, that is completely wrong. Uh, because the two are absolutely not the same. And what you said about macho is very true. Like macho behavior to me is the behavior of an adolescent, right? It's a behavior fueled by bravado. It's like what you said, putting on a front, a mask uh, to the world where you're like the baddest, toughest, meanest hombre in town, okay? It's, it's like preening energy, you know what I mean? Strutting. And macho folks... Macho men, 
although I even hesitate to call them men, but honestly, they're very ready to take offense and, and, and insult. And they're, many of them are ready to get into a physical altercation to back it up. A macho man to me is a man who acts like he's tough rather than he is tough, right? So that's to me what a macho man is, right? And a masculine man, like the masculine behavior is very different. It's fueled by a sense of honor. It's more quiet. It's more solid. It's the energy of an adult, right? And there's not really any preening or strutting around. There's just this solid, unflappable sense of power. And a masculine man doesn't have to act tough because he is tough. It's, it's the difference between a guy, for example, in the military who's a raw recruit, you know, who's acting all tough and bad, but maybe inside he really feels scared and, and freaked out versus like a 10-year veteran of the special forces who very quietly but competently goes out there and gets the job done. That's to me what I see as a distinction between the two. And, um, you know, love to hear some of your thoughts because you're very much involved in some of the, the, the tough guy things of the world, right? Like you're, you're like a black belt in Filipino martial arts. You uh, also do jujitsu and uh, you're, you're a man who like, you know, you do this stuff. So love to hear some of your thoughts around all this. Yeah. So, I mean, I started martial arts when I was very young. I started Brazilian jiu-jitsu when I was young. I got, it took me a long time to get my black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Filipino martial arts and Muay Thai. Those are my three main systems. The interesting thing, those three martial arts is they involve a lot of uh, sparring, at least the way I learned them. Brazilian jiu-jitsu for my first class, I was sparring. It took me, I was fighting high level guys and getting my ass beat. And then Muay Thai, <laughs> same idea. And then Filipino martial arts, we were hitting each other with sticks full force. The only thing we only protective gear we wore was a helmet to make sure your face didn't get smashed up. Your arms, your knuckles, your hands, bleeding, ribs, full force, bam, with a stick. It's hard. And what it teaches you, I think those tough guy sports, what they teach you is your own limitations, right? And you build real confidence. Yeah. I've spoken about this before. You know that there's people who can beat you out there in the world, and you know you can beat people. And you're always testing yourself and trying to improve, but you're testing yourself in an environment with other professionals. And then when you take that out into the real world, you don't feel the need to go put on a front. You don't feel the need to act up because you've been testing yourself all day in the gym. You've already gotten that out of your system. Like men do instinctively have a desire to kind of test each other and scale, right? And see where we are on the hierarchy. I think that there is an element of that. We men are totally like that, man. We all want to see is this guy at my level. Is he above me? Is he below me? We all want to know that, right? Yeah, but I right away get a sense from sometimes guys try and act hard, you know, like you meet them and they're trying to show you up or whatever. It is. I'm like, man, this guy's just so insecure. It's that macho energy you're talking about. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay. I mean, like the reality is that a lot of those guys don't actually want to test themselves. It's hard for me to believe that a lot of people who are actually putting on a macho front are out there in the real world actually going and, and you know, doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, really testing their business to make it as good as they could be really doing. They're insecure. It's coming from a lack of testing yourself. It's not coming from true confidence. Uh, so I think those things that are considered tough guy sports, which I love, are the things that are tied in more to the virtues of masculinity than macho. You do have, you do have a lot of new guys who come into, especially Brazilian jiu-jitsu, who are macho. They come in there, they, they haven't done it yet. They want to be tough. They want to tap out a black belt. They're big, they're strong. They've been working out in the gym and they come in and they just try and muscle their way through everything. And they quickly get put in their place and realize that doesn't work. And either they stick it out or they, you know, and they become more masculine and less macho or they don't. And they just never come back and they just keep living their life the way they've been living it. 
tell you something, man. I've I've never done jujitsu. I haven't done martial arts regularly for decades, but I'd like to, and and I'd like to come at it with a total humble kind of perspective because I know I'm like nobody in that sport. But it would be really cool to come and learn how to get better and improve, and 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 bring that discipline aspect of it to my uh, being because I want to be a better man. To me, the most important thing is that not day after day, because some days, you know, I backslide, but I'd like to over a period of time, weeks and weeks and weeks on end, be better than I was like 10 weeks ago. I'd like to be better in 10 weeks than I am today. And I think, you know, being around someone like you, who's got that quiet masculine confidence makes me go, cool, man. I, you know, I'd love to come in to uh, Elon and I'm not, uh, Elon's like jujitsu dojo and I'm not going to be an idiot and try and like show anybody up. I'm going to go, look, I'm a rank beginner. I'm here to learn. Uh, You know, please try not to hurt me too much my first time out. That's about it, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, it's important to me as a man to continually test myself. Right now I'm doing this program 75 hard, right? And I'm on day 36 today. And I just did my second workout, which was a 45-minute walk. You know, I live in Toronto in the beach. And I, and I went to the beach, which is kind of cool. I get to kind of walk from my house to the beach. And I come back, 45 minutes, done, done, done. It's great. I've done two liters of water. Now I'm kind of like almost at two and a half. I got to get this in before like 7.30. So I get three liters down by 7.30. And then I've, then I've got a shot at getting like the full gallon in before the end of the day. If I don't get the three liters down by 7.30, I'm screwed. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because I'll have to drink a lot of water late at night. I'll be pissing like a racehorse instead of sleeping all night. But, you know, these sorts of things to me are how I build my masculine self, right? Because I, I when I was younger, I did have a lot of macho preening bullshit going on in me. And, uh, it took me a number of times uh, of others putting me in my place before I learned. And it wasn't the first time I was put in my place or even the 30th, but eventually I'm a little bit hard-headed. I, I started to learn, which is, which is good, I think. I think a, a lot of macho guys do transition into more of that masculine kind of side. And uh, eventually they do learn. Eventually life kind of teaches you. You know what I mean? Uh, I always say it's like, but I mean, you still see it. I, the the social media hasn't helped this because everyone gets to be an armchair. What is it called? An armchair quarterback. Everyone gets to be a hero in their own head. Right. And so everything is so much tougher. I've realized in my life, anytime I watch someone do something and then I try and do it, it's always harder than the idea I had in my head. Right. Like yeah. I see, I see an athlete do something. I, I could do that. No, I can't. When I go into it, not if I don't train hard and, you know, I won't necessarily be at their level ever. I mean, unless I dedicate my life, I come at every, every goal with the idea that I can accomplish it. I never go into a goal. If I didn't believe I could do it, if I believe it was out of my capability, um, like, I, I don't know what that goal might be saying, you know, I'm, I want to beat Mike Tyson in a fight. I don't see that happening in his prime, you know, like, like some crazy goal. I'm going to beat Mike Tyson in his then, you know, but what I do try and do is live. I don't think you and I together would beat Mike Tyson. No, I don't think me with with a weapon would beat Mike Tyson. But what I will will say is that I do try and live to the best of my potential. Right. So what is my max potential? Where does that fit on the scale of things? And how do I get there? Whatever with whatever that is, if it's with business, if it's with with uh, martial arts. So I think when we talk about like virtues of masculinity versus what macho-ness is, Macho-ness is not trying to live to your best potential. 
Machones is trying to uh, to portray a character that you may not yet be. Whereas masculinity, the virtues of masculinity are very, very connected to. Sorry, my dog's over here eating a bone and making noise. It's all good, man. Dogs are dogs. <laughs> She's just back there. Hello. It's all good. So uh, I think that the virtues of masculinity, one of the most important virtues, has to do with uh, fortitude, mental fortitude. And mental fortitude is not a macho quality. Mental fortitude is a very masculine quality, and it's putting in the work every day. And it's uh, there's something about martial arts when you go to martial arts that really test you mentally, that give you mental fortitude. Because what happens is you get to a breaking point. Everyone who's, it's, you know, you're, you told me your kids are in Kyokushin. Kyokushin, in my opinion, is the, if it's a tough Kyokushin school, it is the best martial art for pushing mental fortitude. I'll explain why. When you do, like, when you fight 20 guys straight, which some, some uh, Kyokushin schools make you do for your black belt, yeah. especially bare knuckle, no protective gear, you kind of get to a breaking point. And if you can sit in that breaking point and then push through it, for the rest of your life, you have that. And you'll have, you'll start getting that quiet kind of confidence that you were referring to. Because you know what it is to be in like that real, real breaking, like, you know, like that drowning, like, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can make it. Oh my God, I made it. You never have anything to prove to anyone else ever again. You have defining moments that kind of prove to you that you made it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Here's some more that I've written about macho versus masculine, right? So a macho man will put others down to prove how tough he is, while a masculine man will uplift others and humbly be of service. A macho man is scared of women and acts like he's better than they are, while a masculine man loves women, honors women, and seeks to uplift them. A macho man can pose physical danger to himself and to others, while a masculine man, generally speaking, does not, unless he or someone he loves, or an innocent bystander is threatened by evil. Macho men will run from a superior enemy, while masculine men will stand and fight. Macho men are exploiters. Masculine men are protectors. You should run from macho men, and you should embrace masculine men. I agree with that. That kind of touches on everything we said. They're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Now, on that, I think, you know, these are these are kind of generalized terms that we're using. I think that, like I said, I used to be a macho guy. But did I? <laughs> so did and, I. and I don't necessarily, I mean, I still would have protected a woman in a situation where I felt, but you know what I mean? It's a, it's a bravado. It's, and I think a lot of young kids have it because they haven't yet had the opportunity to prove themselves in the real world. And it can lead to really dangerous behavior. It can. Um, it can lead to a kid stabbing someone. My best friend in high school was stabbed. I went to a very tough school, a very macho kind of school. Uh, my best friend was stabbed in the liver and the lung. One of the guys uh, grayed up for me, shot a cab driver in the face. We had like knife fights, like just weird, crazy stuff. And it was all this bravado. A lot of kids grew up without dads didn't have a positive male role model. And what, what did they want to do? They wanted to prove that they're the man. They're the man. They yeah. want to show like, look, I didn't have a dad. I'm the man. I'm the one who's in charge. I'm the alpha. I'm the this. I'm the that. And it just led to this, like among kids, everyone's showing that they're the toughest, which leads to fights, leads to escalation of things. And nobody really wants it in the end of the day. You're doing it because you no. think you have to. No. And, and, you know, I think you touch on an important point, you know, households that, um, have kids grow up in them without a father present are very susceptible to a lot of this macho bravado fuel type behavior. And it's why a lot of uh, young men end up joining gangs and do some horrific shit and completely screw up their lives, completely mm -hmm. screw up their lives. And, 
it's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast and we're creating the, the sovereign man movement is because we want to equip men to be able to win out there in the world, right? It, they're not going to be able to win out there if they haven't got the distinction between macho and masculine figured out. And I think it's extremely important that, you know, you and I and Rob Arpa and the other folks that uh, are going to be on the show in the future have these discussions and not only have these discussions, but encourage other men to be involved in these discussions and to share these uh, podcast episodes with men so that they get to learn and they get to benefit from this because so many men today in our society don't have a father figure in their lives, right? Or their father was around maybe, you know, uh, every Wednesday and every other weekend or some some craziness like that, which mm-hmm. doesn't help us raise strong, powerful men. To me, the most important thing that you and I can do as part of this, Elon, is make our movement and other men who are leading movements like this as big as we possibly can, because there are, you know, three and a half billion men in the world. And quite frankly, the vast majority of them don't have access to this knowledge of how to live as a strong masculine man in the world. And we got to do our part and get this information to them as quickly as we can and get our fire and our passion revved up. So these folks go, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of what what these men have to say. And I want to be sovereign. I want to be somebody who has dominion over myself. I want to be somebody who uplifts others. I want to be equipped and I want to be an equipper. Know what I'm saying, bro? I agree with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, sometimes it's a little moment of information that can change your life. Like I remember when I was young, I had friends who were doing bad things and they just tried to get me to do bad things with them. It's really easy as a kid if someone gives you a gun and then tells you, hey, you know, like you're all hanging out, you look up to these people, they're a little older than you and they have guns. And then they're like, oh, you see that guy on the corner? You know, like, go go, just point the gun at him and get his wallet. You don't need to do anything more. And you start doing that shit. You know what I mean? You start, you go out and you put a gun to someone, you're like, give me your wallet. And you feel tough afterward and you're getting celebrated for negative behavior. The type of behavior that we are most likely to repeat is the behavior that gives us the most positive results. So if you're a kid, you're in that situation, the people you look up to are giving you these tools, they're doing it themselves. Maybe they're not even doing it themselves. Maybe they're just using you. But when you do it, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you're the best. You're so tough. You're this, you're that. You start feeding into that. That's where you get your value. And it takes very, very little to realize or to get through to, hopefully it takes very little to tell a kid like that or put, show them that's not where your value is coming from. You have an entire life ahead of you to accomplish mm-hmm. and, you know, all these wonderful things. And uh, that's the one area that I really worry about kids. Cause we, like, I'm not a judgmental person. You know, I, we see all these terrible YouTube videos of people doing bad things. I'm like, man, that like, it takes one instant to be an idiot and ruin your entire life. We have to start looking out for people before they do that stupid thing. Whether it's a school shooting, whether it's a kid robbing someone, doing something stupid, of course there has to be major consequence. I'm not against consequence, but I'm saying that we fail people. When it's a 12 year old kid going out and doing this, there was a failure along the way. It's not just a failure. Yeah, and so we need to start looking at these things and saying, where are these failures happening? Why are they happening? And how can we fix them? One of the main ones, is no fathers around or fathers who aren't portraying positive or aren't positive role models. Another one is, you know, uh, again, also positive role models in general for kids who are young, who are want to have like these friend groups and whatever it is, you need to focus on having them in a positive environment, not one that's going to go motivate them to do bad things. So look, I think society has a long, long way to go with these things. 
And, uh, you know, when people are like, well, it's not my responsibility to raise someone else's kids. I'm not saying that, but it is society's responsibility to try and make sure that we have the, like do the best for our kids, all of the, all of our kids. So hundred percent, man, hundred percent, you know, fatherless homes are the biggest systemic problem we have in our society. Mm -hmm. You know, the systemic, the real systemic problem in our world right now is fatherless homes. That's what's causing virtually all the problems that we see out there in society. The vast majority of young men who end up committing crimes come from fatherless homes, father absent homes. Okay. Young women that end up getting into things like prostitution and stripping and all that stuff. Vast majority of them come from fatherless homes. If you got a good, strong father in the house, it makes all the difference in the world. We got to have fathers. We got to start uplifting fathers more. So we're doing that here on the show. Fathers are important. Fathers are powerful. Let's be a good father. If you're a father right now, just do everything in your power to be able to keep your family strong and together. Do everything in your power to be the best dad you can be for your kids. And, um, you know, if you're a woman who's listening to the show, get the men in your life to listen to the show. Tell them, hey, there's something you might be able to learn here about how to be as a man. Because if they do that, your life's going to get better. Help make your men better, your life's going to get better. And same with the men. Help make your women better, then your life's going to get better. It's our job to stand up for each other. Men standing for women, women standing for men. It's very important. You know, that macho stuff you're talking about is about competition, which always made me... I, I know some guys growing up who were, had that quality, and they actually didn't want to be with a girl who they felt might be doing better than them or doing this or doing that. And I'm always like, man... You should want your girl to be the best version of herself possible and uplift her every step of the way. That reflects on you. It you does. lift each other up. I never understood this need for a man to put down his woman so he's up here and she's down here. You're a loser, bro. If you're doing that, totally. you're listening to this, you're a loser. You have no totally. value. Totally. Um, so uh, I've seen that a lot. That's something that I always get annoyed by. And I'm always like, man, you, you're, you're a team. I don't start a business with a partner hoping that my partner fails. I'm just going to burn down my own business if I do that. So get rid of that macho attitude. And a, a marriage is a partnership, you know. It marriage is. is a partnership, and, and you're, you're gonna you're gonna burn down your partnership if you burn down your woman. It's insane. Now a lot of dudes need to get rid of that. Yeah. So you know, you want you want this has been a, a very powerful and important conversation, and. I believe that more men, more men need to understand the distinction between these two, macho versus masculine. This is an important one for women to understand so they can tell the difference. I know a lot of them can, but some of them maybe can't. It's important to have this distinction drawn out for them. I'm really glad that we've had this talk. Um, you know, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Give me, give me some final thoughts on what men need to focus on in order to live life as a masculine man versus a macho man. Like I said, it's those virtues. It's those virtues of mental fortitude, testing yourself, having that quiet confidence that you t- talked about, and knowing your value so that you don't need to project it. So those are the things that people should work on if they're feeling like, okay, I'm. It, it, I, like I said, it stems from insecurity. So those are the qualities I would work on. 100%, man. 100%. Well, listen, we're going to be getting into a lot more of these types of topics on this podcast. Uh, it, it's important, I think, for us to continue to have these discussions and to share them with men. And I, I'm excited, Elon, about uh, sitting down with you and having these conversations because, you know, you've done so much to be of service to men. I mean, when Gillette put out that terrible ad deriding men, uh, uh, you and your company decided to create a response 
uplifting men. And that's one of the things I've always admired about you. And I, and I thank you and honor you for doing that. Let's keep up the good work, man. Let's get the word out there as quick as we can. God bless, brother. God bless. All right. So thank you for listening to um, this week's episode of the Sovereign Man podcast. If you enjoyed this, I'm going to ask you to do one thing, okay? Share this with another man. That's all we ask you to do. We are not uh, charging for the podcast. We don't have any sponsors for the podcast. The only thing we ask is if you got something good out of this, share it with another man. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Make sure you help us build this movement. We are building a movement of men, of men becoming sovereign and having dominion over their own lives. And we want you to be a part of it. And if you are so moved to be a part of it, we want you to bring other men of the movement, have them be part of a brotherhood of sovereign men that are living their lives as the best version of themselves. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.